March 7th, 2019. On the official Mad Tea podcast, straight from the pages of Allie the Actioneer, your source for all things Disney. Star Wars A Galaxy's Edge. Released today was information regarding the opening days of the brand new land coming to Disneyland Park this year. According to the Walt Disney Company, the official dates for the opening of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at the Disneyland Resort will be May 31st, 2019. And for the Walt Disney World Resort, August 29th, 2019. Yes, they are opening two Star Wars Galaxy's Edge lands. Both of those will be coming to Disneyland Resort in California and Walt Disney World Resort in Florida. Disneyland Resort will be opening Star Wars Galaxy's Edge in the back of Disneyland Park as a 14-acre project. Also, with Walt Disney World Resort in the back of Hollywood Studios next to the brand new Toy Story Land, which opened last summer. Guests will be on the edge and outer rim of the galaxy that is Star Wars, and they will be transported to Batuu. This is supposed to act as a new trading post. Just released to us today was brand new information about Galaxy's Edge costumes, food and drinks, the rides, and some other weird things we're going to have to explain in further detail so that you can make plans for coming to the Disneyland Resort. Starting with costumes, all cast members were invited to a cast member only event. We got to see the costumes in real life. They had costumes of the Resistance, of the First Order. They had costumes of what the... They had costumes of what the cast members would look like who would be working the Millennium Falcon ride and bussers, people who would work at the cantina. So it was a whole array of costumes that we're going to see for every single cast member position throughout the park. We were told that these would be more of mix and match tops and bottoms, so every cast member could be wearing something slightly different, as you would probably see in a Star Wars movie or in one of the lands of Star Wars to give it that more authentic feel. The name tags were absolutely awesome. The name tags will be different than what you would see your ordinary cast member wearing. Um, There's images... There are images out there that I'm sure you have seen, and they have what would be like the Star Wars text, I guess is a good way to put it. Um, It doesn't look like your conventional Disneyland Resort name tag, so that's a little cool thing, though they're still finagling with the final design of the name tags. So photos that you may see currently might not be the same photos you're going to see opening day. Now, as far as food goes, there are a couple that they've released to us so far. Like, I don't know if I'm going to say this right. I might be butchering it. But we have Oga's Cantina. We have Docking Bay 7 Food and Cargo. 
and we have Ronto's Roasters. So um, two of the items that I know of are um, something like a... Two of the items that I know of are Kadu ribs that will be served, I believe, at Docking Bay and Fuzzy Tauntaun cocktail, which will be served at Aga's Cantina. Now, yes, you heard me right. I did say a cocktail because Disney is breaking their dry rule. The Disneyland Park will no longer be a dry park. The only place outside of Club 33 now that you will be able to get alcoholic beverages will be inside Galaxy's Edge. This is the first time in its history Disney will be allowing guests that are not Club 33 members to drink adult beverages inside the park. I have mixed emotions about this, as we've seen guests get a little rowdy and a little too intoxicated over at California Adventure, but we'll see how this goes. Hopefully they've learned enough from watching guests over at DCA that they'll know how to control guests being served inside Star Wars Land. Also, probably a great way of them controlling the consumption of alcohol inside Galaxy's Edge will be the insane prices, because we know inside DCA, the prices are insane. So I am absolutely positive that you will probably be paying upwards of 10 to 12 to $15 per alcoholic beverage. So I don't think there may be an issue of people getting too intoxicated, but you never know. Now, as far as the rides go, the rides inside Star Wars Galaxy's Edge are going to contain two rides, being the Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run, and the Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. So, both of these are said to be going into Disneyland Park and the Walt Disney World Resort at Hollywood Studios. As of now, they are doing Disneyland Park in Phase 1, Phase 2. So, Phase 1 will include the Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. That will be open on opening day. However, Star Wars Rise of the Resistance will not be opening until Phase 2, which will be coming later in 2019, but no date has been given yet. Many people are very annoyed that this is happening. Now, according to Disney officials, they are opening in two phases because they said they are opening... I quote, they are opening the park early because of high guest interest. So that is why they're opening phase one first. Phase two will come later in 2019. We will just have to wait for a date on that. So as of right now, we don't know if that's going to be the same issue over at Walt Disney World. They haven't released any information about which rides will be open for the Walt Disney World opening day. But as of right now, at Disneyland Resort, the only ride that will be available will be the Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. There will be no Max Pass and no Fast Pass utilized 
during the first month of operation, they don't have an official start date of when they will start using the MaxPass or the FastPass systems. They need to learn the flow and traffic and and see how guests interact with everything in the land and the rides to see how they will better be able to utilize these systems. And no, we do not have news on which rides will be open for the Walt Disney World opening. Here's my little bit of mad tea on these rides. I am someone who always wanted to become an Imagineer. I'm just terrible at math. So that's why I just kind of stuck away um, from pursuing that as my career. However, I have a million and one ideas on rides that could be implemented into the land of Star Wars. And I've discussed this with a lot of people and they've all said that these ideas would be amazing to implement. And I would love if I could get my hands in the room with the Imagineers and work with them one-on-one and just like spill out, vomit on a page, all my ideas that I have for them. But I don't have that opportunity. So I just get to vent to you all listening. (laughs) But here's my mad tea that I have to spill. There are only two rides in a 14-acre land. This is the largest land to happen at the Disneyland Resort. And the Disneyland Resort does not have land to waste. Yet, we only have two rides. And I don't even consider these rides, you guys. I don't consider these rides. It is a simulator and a simulator shooter ride. So I don't see, which originally the shooter ride um, or the the Rise of the Resistance ride, um, it, it was going to be a walkthrough. That was the original idea. It was a walkthrough. I, mm, I don't know. I got to put my foot in my mouth or bite my tongue or I don't know. But it irks me to know that We have some of the best engineers and Imagineers and creative teams at Disney. And all they could come up with was two stupid rides that are simulators. I don't know. I don't buy it. I don't appreciate it. I'm a little sour. And the whole reason behind this, I don't consider simulators rides. First of all, because you're not actually riding anywhere. You're just sitting and wobbling in front of a TV screen. Now, to me, that's kind of like a 4D show. Am I right? If you go to Muppets 4D, that's technically a simulator then. So, I don't know. I, like, Star Star Tours, I do not consider a ride. First of all, it makes me nauseous as can be. I am one of those people. You could put me on a Six Flags ride. I could be on X2. I could be on, um you know, Twisted Colossus, I could be on Goliath, anything flipping, flopping, 900 feet in the air, even though I don't like heights. I will never get sick. Put me on Star Tours, I gotta go lay down on the nasty Disney park floor. (laughs) Like, there is no way to make me survive a simulator ride. I don't know what it is. And as I get older, it gets worse and worse and worse. And same with my friends, same with Everybody I know, they cannot do simulators. And there's very few people that I know that can do simulators. Um, I've been on Mission Space a couple times at Disney World. Can 
barely make it through that ride. I still have to go lie down on the concrete outside. Done it in the pouring rain. I've lied down in the pouring rain on the concrete because I felt like I needed to puke. Um, but I digress. So I am a little annoyed that the best thing that they could come up with was a Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run, which is going to be a simulator and another simulator that may have some uh, shooting um, or a shooting gallery type ride um, similar to, I think, um, all oh, that new, they had a new ride that was, um, I think like a superhero ride. I can't remember the name of it. I'm blanking right now. Um, but it's Six Flags Magic Mountain last year, or sorry, two years ago in 2017, they had a new ride come out that was a shooting gallery simulator type ride. And, um, you know, it's not new. It's not inventive. Like, where's the new new? Where is our, you know, where's our Pandora? Where is our, I don't know, like, where's, I want an Everest. I want a Seven Dwarves mine train. I want more. Where's our mission space? Where's, or where's our, where's our spaceship Earth? Where's our frozen ever after (laughs) like you know Walt Disney World gets these creative rides and then we just get stuck with the simulators because we have no space um or we get old rides that we didn't want changed that we absolutely adored then have theming changed and ruined and also we have old vacant buildings that have really no purpose that could be used to house an indoor ride or a ride, the building, you know, although I don't want to say that I don't want to demolish any of the old buildings. I'm such an OG person, but you know, you could demolish these old buildings and create this awesome new ride, but I don't get to make those decisions, unfortunately, but I would love to advise them on some things for someone who visits the park a lot and has a lot of dreams and endeavors and you know I just have I just have too many ideas I guess um so yeah that's my mad tea on the rides so I don't know about you guys are you guys equally saddened and frustrated that they are only opening one ride for opening day like what kind of a bummer is that that's just I don't know. That's not cool. You can't just give us one ride, but whatever. We'll, we'll move on, I guess. If you're equally saddened by it, email me. Um, I'll put the email at the very end of this. So go ahead and email me your thoughts about the opening of Galaxy's Edge, because I want to hear your thoughts too. I want to know what you guys are thinking about this whole ordeal of them opening one ride only and then phase two coming later, them adding alcohol now to Disneyland Park, but only in that land. You know, this being their largest land ever, but only having two rides. I'm hoping that that means that they're going to add more rides later because they have so much land, but I highly doubt it's going to happen because all they talk about is this being an immersive experience land, not like a thrill seeker land, which is kind of backwards because I'm like, Star Wars to me has always been about thrill. It's never been about like, oh, I want to experience Star Wars. 
like, no, I want to be thrilled because I'm in the land of Star Wars. I'm out in the galaxy. I'm there and I want to experience the excitement that they experience, you know? Again, I digress. (laughs) Okay, now let's move on to the super weird stuff that I need to explain to you guys. If you haven't heard any of this stuff, please listen to this. You need to listen to this because they put so many restrictions. It's like the First Order is running this park. Like, I don't understand what is going on. So most of you probably don't even know what's going on either. So I'm going to help you guys kind of sift through that information so you kind of know what is going to be going on. So if you want admission into the land, so this is just to get into Galaxy's Edge. Um, You can get into Disneyland and you can get into California Adventure, but you need to make a reservation between May 31st, which is the very first opening day, and June 23rd of 2019. So... You need to make reservations, which are free. They are they don't cost a thing for these reservations, um, but they are required. It is required for you to have a reservation to get into the land. Without this reservation, you're not getting in. And those dates again, May 31st to June 23rd, 2019. So we're not quite sure yet exactly what the Walt Disney Company means by these reservations, um, but they will have more information coming about how to make these reservations on the Disneyland website and on the Disney Parks blog on a later date. I will try and keep up with it too and alert you guys as well on other social media platforms. So stay in tune with that and make sure you're following all of those because they are going to release more information on making those reservations and how that's going to work. Um, probably at a date coming up pretty quick. So um, they say at a later date, but I feel like it's going to be pretty soon. Um, you have to make these reservations if you want into Star Wars Land for that first month that Star Wars Land is open. Um, otherwise, you will not be allowed in the land. You can be in Disneyland Park but you cannot be inside Star Wars land. They will not let you in, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So if you plan on going May 31st to June 23rd, make sure you are prepared to make a reservation to get into the land. Um, I feel like it's going to be just as you would do like a dining reservation, um, something similar to that. So keep that in mind. Um, no, and again, these do not cost anything. There's no additional tickets required. There's no additional fees that are required. You just need a valid theme park admission. So make sure if your annual pass is blocked, you aren't blocked the day you get your reservation. Otherwise they're not going to let you in, or you just have to buy a separate park ticket. The land will not include extra magic hours nor will it include magic mornings. So don't plan on staying at one of the hotels thinking, oh, I got my magic morning. I'm going to get into the land. No, you're not. You're not getting in because you got to wait until the regular hours and you have to have a reservation. So there you go. Now, if you are staying 
at one of the three Disneyland Resort hotels during these select dates, you will receive a designated reservation automatically. So what I had heard um, from some other people after reading this, they said that they're basically going to give a limited amount per day and a subset of those will be given to people staying at the resort. Um, For Disneyland Resort, there's only three hotels. um, The Grand Californian, Paradise Pier, and Disneyland Hotel. So it's not going to happen that way at Walt Disney World because you got 28 properties over there. Um, So that's not going to be a thing for them. But at Disneyland, it will be those three hotels. If you're staying at one of those for any of those nights in that month of May 31st to June 23rd, they are going to have a select amount for people to reserve. Now, that does not mean if you are staying, you are guaranteed a reservation. They just mean that they are going to have a select amount and then it's still up to you to make that reservation and they're limited you must be on your A-game in still booking those. They're just kind of setting aside a special amount for anyone that's staying at the resort for those days. So, um, and make sure that every guest that is staying in your room is registered because if you think you got family down the street and they're going to come with you, but they're not on the hotel reservation, they're not getting in. I know that locals, that's a big thing for them. It's like, oh, I'm going to meet my family here because they live here. No, you have to be on the hotel reservation if you're going to get in. So if you only put two names down on your hotel reservation, but you invite six more people, well, only those two names are getting in, not the other six. They can go into the park. They can do whatever they want, but they're not getting into Galaxy's Edge. Make sense? Kind of? I hope so. Okay, cool. So this, this goes for vacation packages, tickets, and hotel stays. So these items do not guarantee access to Galaxy's Edge, like I said. It does not guarantee it to you. So that's why people are saying it's select reservations that they're um, holding aside for those that are staying at the resorts. So it's still up to the people staying at the resort to make that reservation to get in to the land. It will not be a automatic ordeal. It's not like, oh, because you're staying at the Disneyland Resort, um, or say, say you're staying at the Disneyland Hotel and you're there for seven days. And the seven days are like, you know, the whole first week that that land is open. It's not like they're just going to magically give you all seven days to get in there um, because that would just be terrible. So they're basically having you select an option to get a reservation. So it's still up to you. And outsiders that don't have hotel stays also are able to get reservations. So again, it's just a select small amount that they're saving for those that are staying at the hotels. So it's still up to you. It's not a guarantee that if you spend that $800 to stay at the Grand Californian per night, it is still not a guarantee that 
you will get in to the land. So you could spend $800 every single night at the Grand Californian for all seven days, still not get a reservation into the parks. You got to be really on your A game and really prepared if you want to get into this land. And also restrictions galore. This is where I go back to talking about how it sounds like the first order is running this park. So I quote from uh, the Disney Parks blog, the land, including participation in its experiences, will be subject to capacity restraints and other restrictions. So again, this is basically just talking about how um, capacity is going to be a major problem. And that's why they're only allowing a select amount of reservations, whether you're a hotel stay or whether you're a regular guest it won't matter. There's going to be a limited amount of reservations each day in the first month in order to get into the park. And again, they're just doing this because they don't want to overwhelm the park and the cast members. They want it to be a very easy transition adding this new park because they saw how it went for, um, they saw how it went when they opened Cars Land back in like, was that 2012? And they redid the whole entryway to California Adventure back then. They saw the crowds. People were waiting there all night long outside the parks. I mean, all night long. People showed up at 8 p.m. the night before, slept out in the promenade and waited till 8 a.m. the next day for those gates to open just so that they could be the first to see Cars Land and be the first to see the brand new front entryway of Buena Vista Street. I think they know now that they need to do stuff like this for these park openings and these land openings. Otherwise, they're never going to be able to have guest control if they don't do that. So yes, there will be capacity restrictions, um, you know, The fire marshals, they are quick to shut that stuff down. If they hit capacity, you're not getting in. I know the parking structure, they added, what, 6,000 more parking spots. Hopefully that will help for the new mass of guests that are going to be attending the parks, thinking that they're going to get in, but don't have reservations, and they're going to be like, ah. And then also to note, Disney Parks blog also said... um, that you are not guaranteed entry. Oh, yes. As And again, I repeat that this is a strict note that you are not guaranteed entry into the Galaxy's Edge Star Wars land with vacation packages, with park tickets, and with resort hotel stays. So that is a huge exclamation point right there. You're not getting in just because you have a hotel stay. Everyone seems to think that that is how this is going down, but that's not. Everywhere I've read, they said you are not guaranteed this just because you're staying at a hotel. Now, I don't think that they've been wording it right entirely because some people are saying that this is a thing that you can just get a hotel stay and you're magically given a reservation And as nice as that sounds, I don't believe that that's true. Because again, imagine if you have a seven night stay. Do they just pick the day like, oh, what if I was at another park that day? Like you have to change your day. Like, do you pick your day? 
Like, no, you have to make a reservation, reservations only. They're really emphasizing that vacation packages, park tickets, and resort stays do not guarantee you access into the land. You can get into the park with your ticket. You can get in to Calvern Adventure with your ticket, but getting into Galaxy's Edge inside Disneyland Park does not guarantee you anything. You will not be guaranteed into the land just because you got into Disneyland Park. So remember, reservation, 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 reservation. Remember it. And also, if Disneyland Park hits capacity, like I was saying, you won't even get into the park. You could actually have a reservation ready to go, set for whatever day you get at Galaxy's Edge. But if Disneyland is already at capacity, you can't even get into the park. And they don't make excuses. They don't. You can say anything you want. They will not care and they're not going to do anything about it. All right. And this is also a quote from the Walt Disney Company on the Disneyland website. Um, They say capacity for the parks, Galaxy's Edge and its experiences are limited. Access to the park, land and other experiences may be restricted or unavailable depending on guest demand or other factors. So again, going to show, they're trying to emphasize for anyone that just thinks they're going to come on the whim and just show up and enter the land, it's probably not going to happen because capacity is a major thing. You know, fire code, they have to make sure that they're not breaking that and not too many people are in the parks. Um, You know, safety is a huge thing. Safety is the number one key of being a cast member and of Disneyland. You know, you got your four keys and safety is the number one key. So Disney is not ever going to stray away from making sure that safety is the number one key. They are going to always force safety in any way they can. And capacity is a huge safety issue. If they go over capacity, that could lead to serious problems. And again, you won't be happy. The park will be so crowded you will just want to leave immediately (laughs) it almost might drive attendance to california adventure and we may see record attendance at california adventure this year for 2019 i was also reading on the disneyland website you know everyone's been talking about what happens after june 23rd you know they still have they have these dates may 31st to june 23rd um you have to have your reservations. So um, so what happens after June 23rd? That's what everybody's asking. What do you do then? Do you still have to make reservations? Is capacity going to be a problem? What's going on? Um, so on the, on the Disneyland Resort website, um, I did a little clicking around and finally got to something that may help everyone. So I'm going to read this straight from the website. So this might this may repeat some information that I've already given to you guys, um, but it'll also explain what you will be able to do beginning June 24th of 2019. So it says, and I quote, To visit Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland Park between May 31st, 2019 and June 23rd, 2019, 
guests will need valid park admission and will be required to make a non-cost reservation subject to availability to access the land. Guests staying at one of three Disneyland Resort hotels during these dates will receive a designated reservation to access Star Wars Galaxy's Edge during their visit. One reservation per registered guest. Valid theme park admission is required. Now for the part that everybody wants to know. Beginning June 24th, 2019, a separate reservation for the land will no longer be required. Information on how to make a reservation and details about the reservations will be available at a later date. Capacity for Disneyland Park, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, and its experiences is limited. Access to the park, land, and experiences may be restricted or unavailable depending on guest demand and other factors. Park tickets, annual passports, and vacation packages, and Disneyland Resort hotel stays do not include special provisions for or guarantee access to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Star Wars Galaxy's Edge will not be available during Extra Magic Hour or Magic Morning at Disneyland Park. Disney Fast Pass service and Disney Max Pass are unavailable for attractions in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Star Wars Rise of the Resistance will not be available at the opening of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and will be open later this year. End quote. So, as you can see, as I redirect back to something I said before, it does say at the bottom of this that park tickets, annual passports, and vacation packages, and Disneyland Resort hotel stays do not include special provisions or guarantee access to Galaxy's Edge. So all of you that are thinking, if I get my hotel reservation, I'm guaranteed to get into the park, you're not. So <laughs> keep that in mind. You still have to make a reservation. Yes, they just may have some set aside, specially for those who have made hotel stays, but it's still not guaranteed. You still have to purposely make a reservation to get into the land which is fine that's very fair there shouldn't be any way that you can buy your way out of it I will say it's better than the talk that everyone had earlier where there were rumors flying around about oh it's gonna be like an extra $300 ticket they're gonna close it just for those people um, that buy those $300 tickets for the entire first year that it's open. Um, only cast members will be allowed in for the first year. You know, there were so many rumors going around that it was going to be so financially driven that a regular guest more than likely wouldn't even get to see it for the first year. So I guess I am glad that it is going the way it is and that they're just restricting people for the first month. But of course, I want to be one of those to get in. I'm dying to see it. I don't necessarily care to be the first person to see it. Again, there's so many flaws when you're the first people. It's like a prototype. Prototypes never go well. So sometimes you don't want to be the first person. But we'll see. Um, 
I'll try my hand at the reservations and um, see how that goes and see what date I get and then try and request off work and see what I can do with that. But yeah, definitely don't care to be there necessarily on the first day, but we'll see. Um, Maybe I'll be there June 24th with uh, the rest of the world. (laughs) But I still think for June 24th, even though there are not going to be reservations necessary, I still think they're going to be very strict on capacity. And more than likely, if you're not there at rope drop, you're probably not going to get in. For those of you who don't know what rope drop is, it's a common term we use for those of us who attend the parks frequently. Rope drop means you are there almost before opening. You are there to watch the cast members open the gates. And back in the day, they actually had a rope. They would drop it and then you'd be allowed in. Um, But yes, rope drop. Actually, I still think they do use a rope. Um, Yeah, I think, yeah, that is still a thing. Sorry, I'm not one of those that wakes up and goes to rope drop. I close the park down. That's kind of my jam. <laughs> I don't I don't care to be up that early. I'm not a morning person. I'm a night owl for show, but mornings are not my jam. Only on occasion, the very rare days throughout the year, am I going to be there early in the morning. But yeah, so just prepare yourself, guys. I can't repeat enough. Look out for reservations on the Disneyland website or the Disney Parks blog. Uh, They're going to be alerting everyone to all of this information on how to make them, when to make them, where to make them, all that. Yes. And like I said before, if you want to email me, um, make sure you email me at madtpodcast55 at gmail.com. That is madtpodcast podcast 55 at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you guys. Do you like what I'm discussing on here? Is there something you want me to talk about? Definitely don't be afraid to send me emails because I would love to hear from you. And if you would like to join the Actioneering team, definitely go check out everything on my social media over at Ally the Actioneer. Go check out all of our social media or my website at actioneerkingdom.com. And um, that'll give you all the links to everything. Make sure you subscribe so that you can hear more content, of course. Just like we say over on YouTube, if you didn't know, well, now you know. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Mad Tea Podcast. To get more Disney scoop plus photos and videos, head over to YouTube, Twitter, or Instagram at Allie the Actioneer. Just visit our website and follow the links to subscribe. <laughs>